0: Hello and welcome to the 145th episode of Crosby's Nine, where we look at English from all angles. Please repeat, seeing is believing, seeing is believing. I love this expression. What do you think this expression means? Seeing is believing. Well, it means that in order to believe something, you need to see it. You need to witness something. Right? You absolutely need to see it in order to believe it. Seeing is believing. We use this expression when we only believe that something happens or exists when we actually see it. Please repeat, seeing. Remember, that is the gerund of the verb to see, and it has two syllables. It's not like the participle of the verb to see, which is seen. Okay, so seeing two syllables, and the participle seen. How do you conjugate the verb to see? See, saw, seen, right? We also have another expression which I really like, which is very similar to seeing is believing. Are you ready? I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it. Remember the contraction of I will is pronounced I'll. I'll believe it when I see it. So, we use this expression when we doubt something is going to happen or something is going to be done. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, my friend is saying that he's going to give up smoking. I'll believe it when I see it. So again, we need proof of something in order to believe it, right? What do you think? Do we need proof of something in order to believe it? Proof. What is proof? Basically here, the concept of proof is evidence, but here's the million-dollar question. What's the verb that's related to the noun proof, prove, prove, right, to prove? How do you spell prove? P-R-O-V-E. How do you conjugate the verb to prove? Prove, proved, proven, it's irregular. Now, remember, it's spelled P-R-O-V-E, prove. Again, P-R-O-V-E, prove. In the past, it's P-R-O-V-E-D. And in the participle, it's P-R-O-V-E-N, proven. So, the verb to prove means to establish the existence of something or to establish truth or to establish validity. Please repeat, to establish validity. This is great. You can practice your pronunciation of the V. We can take the noun proof, P-R-O-O-F, and we can take the verb prove, P-R-O-V-E, and I'm going to remind you that the pronunciation of the V is simply an F, an F, an F, but you use your voice. Try it. Please try it. Pronounce the sound of an F, the F sound, a F, but put your voice in there right? You can hear the change. So, we have the noun proof, and we have the verb to prove. This actually reminds me of another great expression in English. The proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. What does this mean? This basically means that the value of something or the quality of something or the truth of something must be judged based on direct experience with it. In other words, the final results are the only way to determine the quality of something. Here's an example. Let's say your colleague at the office tells you that they are launching a new marketing campaign and it's going to be very successful. Yeah, we have a new marketing campaign and it's going to generate a lot of sales. And you are doubting what your colleague is telling you. And you tell your colleague, okay, well, you know what? Mm, uh, The proof is in the pudding. That means that the only way we can determine if the marketing campaign is successful is by the results that it produces. So once again, Let's go back to our question. Do you have to see something in order to believe it? Hmm, not necessarily. Please repeat, not necessarily. Okay, well, what about aliens? Some people believe in aliens without ever having seen any. Do you realize that about two-thirds of Americans, about 65%, think that intelligent life exists on other planets? Okay. Well, what about believing in ghosts? Some people believe in ghosts without ever having seen any. Please repeat. Some people believe in ghosts without ever having seen any. Now remember the pronunciation of the word ghosts in the plural. In the singular, it's ghost. And in the plural, it's ghosts. Well, What percentage of Americans believe in ghosts? 41%. Some people believe in astrology without any proof that the path of the planets and the stars really influences our lives. But about 25% of Americans say that they believe in astrology. Hmm. Now, some people might say that believing in something that you can't see is simply called blind faith. What is blind faith? Well, blind faith is this unquestioning faith in something or somebody that isn't supported by reason. It isn't supported by logic. This unquestioning faith isn't supported by evidence. And sometimes blind faith is this unquestioning belief in something even when it's unreasonable or even when it's wrong. When I think of Blind Faith, I think of a really good rock and roll supergroup. If you like rock and roll, you have to check out this band called Blind Faith. They were a supergroup that didn't last very long. They uh, actually started their career in 1969, and it ended in 1969. Do the members' names ring a bell? Eric Clapton the guitarist and the singer, Ginger Baker was the drummer, Steve Winwood was the keyboardist, and Rick Gretsch was the bass player. So Blind Faith was called a supergroup because the members of the group had already experienced a lot of success in other groups before they formed Blind Faith in 1969. Eric Clapton and Ginger Baker had a group called Cream, and Steve Winwood and Rick Gretsch had a group called Traffic. But anyway, as we say in English, all good things must come to an end. Please repeat, all good things must come to an end. And that was the case of Blind Faith. Because the group ended very quickly, they produced one album, and they broke up after about three or four months. But all good things must come to an end in this case, with this podcast, because nothing lasts forever. All situations are temporary, so we have to finish this podcast. But again, I ask you to please go back and listen to this podcast two or three times, imitate me, repeat what I say, write down the new words, write down the new expressions, and go out into the world and use your English without... Any fear. Don't be embarrassed to make a mistake. Nobody is going to judge you. Nobody is going to laugh at you. Nobody is going to think you're strange. On the contrary, you will benefit by making mistakes because most of the time, when you do, people will correct you. And if you pay attention and you concentrate, remember how important it is to concentrate, the chances are you won't make the same mistake in the future. And if you can, ask the person you are speaking with to correct you, to correct your grammar, to correct your pronunciation. That way, you won't continue to make the same mistakes over and over. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.